Well, hello everyone. This is Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break, where we help you stop the overwhelm, gain confidence so you can take a coffee break. Um, I sort of made a little boo-boo. I'll just go ahead and tell you. Normally, the last few weeks, I've been Zooming this in from Zoom, and I forgot to do that today. I've had a lot on my mind. Our boot camp starts tomorrow, um, our Homeschool Freedom Boot Camp, where we can really help you Stop the overwhelm. Let's get to it. And we are going to work on a homeschool freedom roadmap. If you can follow this roadmap, I think you will gain confidence and freedom. And I'll put the link if uh, there's still a little bit more time if you want to join us. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. This is our final um, coffee break podcast, whatever you want to call it, live training in our series, um, How to Homeschool Multiple Kids and Homeschool with Confidence. So if you are joining me, um, please, um, whether you're on the live or whether you're on the replay, please leave a comment and let me know whether you have teenagers or young kids. I'm going to give you some ideas for the young kids, but we're probably going to focus on the teenagers just a little bit more. The other thing I'd really like to ask you giant favor is if you could subscribe to wherever you are listening to this that would be huge and we can get this out to more people also i would love a five-star review especially on itunes wouldn't that be awesome all right let's dive in today we are talking about teaching our kids critical thinking skills and how do they make wise decisions um, i think this is so important and I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in the academics of the reading and the math and the whatever that we forget some of the most important tools that we need to give our kids. And so one of those tools is critical thinking skills. If you've ever heard me talk, you know that our mission, it took me five years to figure this out, was to, I wanted my kids to be able to think critically and biblically so they can make wise decisions as adults. So that, this is, this is near and dear to my heart. So let's talk about some things that you can do. And at the end, I'm going to give you my one major tip that I want to share with you. The first thing I think, if you want your kids to think critically, is they have got to learn and who God is and where he is coming from. I'm a person of faith. Everything that I do is centered on that. You can use some of these other ideas as well. But I will just let you know that I think it's important that your kids, if I do this, my glasses are falling apart, put on the lens of scripture. Whenever they are making a decision, we need to go to God. In fact, I was talking um, to Hunter, my son, yesterday. It was Mother's Day, um, recording this the day after Mother's Day. And we were talking, and I was asking him a little bit of business advice. And he's like, and usually his advice is, well, what do you think God says? But he, this is still in the same realm. He was like, Mom, why don't you just go for a long walk and just talk to God and listen and just see what he has to say. So this morning, because this is all about some stuff that's coming up in our homeschool business, um, that's what I did. I normally, when I walk, I pray the armor of God in 1 Corinthians 13 and Psalm 51. But I decided, nope, I'm going to do that here at home. And then I'm going to get out and just be able to hear him. So I think first we need to know who God is. We have to know his word. And then I think because when we know him and we know his word, we can tell whether the thoughts in our heads are truth or not. So that's one thing, and I'm not going to go deep into this, but I think it's important that your kids begin to learn what is the truth in who God is, who we are, that we are valued. I am a princess of the King of Kings, 
And so I can go into the throne room of the king of the world and talk to him. Those are things that I learn in my Bible. They've become a reality, reality to me as well. So know God, know his word, and then speak truth to yourself. And then that becomes a habit that you speak truth to your kids. What I mean, because if we don't know who God is or know his word, we don't really know truth in here. Um, but once we begin to learn his word, we know the truth and we can tell when there's a lie in our head. And that is really important. It's also important that when we are making big decisions or small decisions that we use truth to speak to us. David in the Old Testament, I've, been, I've just been loving the Psalms um, because I read the Bible chronologically and right now I'm in the story of David and he's on the run. No, actually he's king now. But he's still got problems because his son Absalom's about to try to take over the kingdom. But interspersed between the story chapters, they will include the Psalms that David has written or someone has written at that time in that time period. And so he, you know, I was reading one today. It's just like, when are you going to do something? God, this is horrible and blah, 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 blah. But then... His, he always ends in praise, and he's always speaking truth back to himself, looking and searching for that joy. And so I think it's important. He even will say, um, oh, my soul, and he will talk to his soul himself. I think that's important that we as moms do that. And I've got some trainings on that. I'm not going to go deep into that. But I think it's important that moms do that. And then we teach our kids to do that as well. So use the lens of Scripture. Next, let's talk a little bit about young kids, and we're going to dive into older kids. Give them simple opportunities to make decisions, like what do you want to drink for breakfast? Now, give them options that, I mean, don't just leave it open. You might say, do you want apple juice or orange juice? What? Um, I had a child that could not make a decision like that. Whatever, Mom. Um, we would go to the store, and maybe we were going to, I was going to treat them, even like go to Chick-fil-A, and they're like, I don't know. Give them small decisions to make. Maybe, do you want to make this puzzle or that puzzle? Um, and I think these are some ways, What how we could do is when they say, I don't know, say, I am not going to make that decision for you. You will need to make a choice. Do you, apple do you like apple juice or orange juice better? Which one do you want? Or look at these two puzzles. Do you like the picture? Which picture do you like better? And sometimes you can sort of nail it down, but ask questions to help them make a decision. That's just little kids. Let's move on to older kids because older kids, that's when their abstract thinking takes place. Oh, and by the way, if you haven't put it in there, let me know if you have teenagers or younger kids. Abstract thinking is perfect because it begins to stretch their mind. And as um, a homeschooler, when I was homeschooling, we moved from just narration to actually journaling about a book that we were reading. I don't know how y'all are familiar, but when you read a book out loud, you can allow your kids to narrate back what happened in the story. Once that abstract thinking hit, we might still tell, narrate back, but we dove a lot more into reading journaling. All right, and what do I mean by that? I mean, you're reading a very quality book, a classic book, and then you would have your kids either tell about the story what did they think about the story and that may be the first place then you want to have them actually writing in their journal 
so that they are writing about what they think. They are answering questions about how something happened or why this happened, or do they agree with this? Or let's go back to the lens of scripture and say, this happened, does this go along with scripture? Did they make a wise decision? You can do this in history. Look at the Roman emperors and you can say, who are the people? Who is mankind? They're all the slaves. Who are the, who is God in that civilization? They are um, the emperors. Were the Roman emperors treating the, men, the people in the country um, in a biblical way? And that is a way you can start having a discussion in history. You could do this in science and you can see whether people are, you know, following according to what um, the Bible's views of creation or the stars or astronomy and compare it. You can actually do this in literature as well. Actually, this happened, Ashley was about fourth or fifth grade. She's my oldest daughter and she did not want to read Pippi Longstocking. And I really liked that book and I just could not figure it out. So I eventually just was like, well, Ashley, why do you not want to read this book? Let's talk about it. Well, she didn't like it because Pippi Longstocking uh, lied and she knew lying was wrong. That was like, okay, we spank. That was an automatic spanking. You got spankings automatically for two things in our house, lying and disrespecting your mother. And so she didn't like that because she knew that was against God's word and that was not the way to live. And so that opened my mind up to see exactly why. So we could find some other books. Now, I think as you get older, your kids will need to read about things that are not biblical and then compare those things to um, to the Bible. Pride and Prejudice. Y'all hear me talk about that all the time. You know, and Darcy and Elizabeth, they think the other one's proud and prejudiced, or they're proud and they think the other one's prejudiced. And is that a biblical character that we should be wanting? And you can go through the whole story and see the change in character. You could talk about that. You could talk about um, Elizabeth and her sister Jane. And in your reading journal, maybe one page of um, what's a, how are they alike, how are they different. So that was one thing we did. The other thing we did to try to help them dig in critical thinking was we would have dinner table discussions. And in those discussions, they had to learn how to support their opinion and their decisions. One of our the biggest one I always think of is Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. If y'all aren't baseball fans, you don't know who they are. It was back in the early 2000s, and they were trying to decide if they should get the home run award. But I don't know if one of them had used the steroids or what. But we had people in our family. I'm talking Steve, me, and the three kids, all on different sides. But it was a great discussion. So you can have your kids thinking critically, and it doesn't even have to always be about school things. All right, it can be about sports. We're a sports family. We love talking about it. I tell the story that um, Jesse, my son-in-law, the first time he came to eat with our family, he and Ashley had gone on a date or two. Um, he's a Boston Red Sox fan, and Gentry is a huge New York Yankees, and she is giving it to him about why he should not support them and why the Yankees are better and all this stuff. She was so used, and it was just part of our DNA culture of our family. It was okay to disagree. Thank goodness Jesse likes to argue. I mean, not in a bad sense. He loves to, I mean, even if he doesn't agree, he'll, he'll take the devil's advocate. So he's a very strong person, and he can handle it. But I'm sitting at the table going, oh, my goodness, seriously, Gentry. But that's because we had raised them to be able to think critically. Now, 
you know, there's still some biblical decisions you can make about the um, home run derby, but that was just getting them to think and not just follow along what the media says, or now not just follow along what Facebook or um, whomever is saying. This sort of sums up how my one tip that I want to talk to you about. It is our three-step thinking process, critical thinking process. I have a free chart for you to use. We'll go to the side. Um, you can't really see it, but it is a chart. And it tells you, here we go, step one, two, and three. And it is super simple. Read, write, discuss. That is it. And that is what we used in high school to get our kids to be thinking every day. Every day they had to read a book, a classic book. Every day they had to write one page. It was not graded. It was just for me to see what they are thinking and for them to learn to get their thoughts out of their head and on paper. And then once a week, we would have a discussion. So read one every day, write every day, have a discussion. Now there's a lot that goes into that. That's one of the things that we teach in our leadership course. And that's also something I'm gonna be talking about um, in our boot camp as well. So I mentioned that at the beginning, if you have not signed up for the Homeschool Freedom Boot Camp, there is still time. It begins the day after we are recording this. It is only $10, all right? And that does not cover my cost, but I feel like it, when you actually pay some money, you will probably have more wins along the way because you will put the time and effort into it. So that is something I just think is important. Um, there's a lot of out-of-pocket expenses that I'm putting out just to be able to provide this boot camp. It is so important to me that we raise you, to raise our kids to be able to think critically and biblically. Now, I will tell you this. Um, there are a few extra things that we just added over the weekend. Number one is our Homeschool Freedom Roadmap. And you will have, it's a PDF, but then there'll be pages where for each part of the roadmap, you will be answering the questions. We have three most important questions every homeschooler will need to answer. And we, we over three different days, we'll talk about those. We have a pre-party on the first day. That's tomorrow. Really cool. And then the last day, we have a bonus class just for our um boot campers. I will tell you that some of the classes that I do in public, um, I will be including some of that content in the boot camp, but we will dive deeper. And if you come to the live one, you will hear things and you will hear a strategy that isn't included in the replay. So I highly recommend coming, signing up. You can go to howtohomeschoolmychild.com slash rlnf slash bootcamp. I think that may be um, in the comments. Oh, it should be in the description wherever you're listening to it. If you're listening to this afterwards, you can still, and it, the boot camp's over, that's okay. We still have something for you. We have the chart, all right? We have the three-step critical thinking chart that goes over each of the parts of our three-step that we used on a regular basis. So you can sign up and grab that for free as well. Hey, if y'all have any comments, please put them in the um, comment section. If you're listening on the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would leave a review. Thank you so much. I am Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break. We'll talk to you next time.